With their third round pick at 84 overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers select defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. This being the third pick of the draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they now have their first defensive player of the draft. Leal addressing a, a, do, a good need for the Steelers on the defensive line. Now, the question is, where will Leal play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? At six foot four, 283 pounds, Leal is a larger size defensive lineman. But at Texas A&M, he primarily played on the edge, especially in his last season with the, with the, with the team. And he's a guy that, when you watch him on tape, he doesn't look strong at the attack at the point of attack when it comes to the run game. But what does he do really well? He's very diverse and versatile in how he moves. He's extremely quick, nimble, and can and has multiple pass rush moves to get around offensive linemen. That's why he was lining so much on the edge. He can also win on the inside in pass rush in pass rush, but he still has not shown a consistent basis of being able to win at the point of attack, come off the ball quickly, get his hands on defend on offensive linemen, and win the line of line of scrimmage. That's going to be the tricky part for the Pittsburgh Steelers in trying to find a place for DeMarvin Leal, but they will find a place. It'll just be about where he feels the most comfortable. Would Will he be a guy who kind of backs up the edge rusher position coming off the bench behind TJ Watt and, and Alex Highsmith? Will he be a guy that rotates in behind Cam Hayward, potentially Stephon Tuitt and Tyson Alulu and Montrevious Adams and those guys? All those questions still need to be answered, but Steelers did need to add to their defensive line group. However, I offer you this theory here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. What if the reason the Steelers passed over Travis Jones in the second round, he then went early in the early third, and any other defensive lineman in the second round when they went and got George Pickens, what if the reason is because they know Stephon Tuitt is coming back? That could be a reason that the Steelers, and I speculated this on the Friday episode leading in, or excuse me, the Thursday episode leading into the NFL draft, that when talking with Mike Tomlin and uh, Kevin Colbert on Monday, they were asked, you know, about about Stephon Tuitt's status. They said he's doing well, but offered no further comment. A lot of people have been speculating that Stephon Tuitt won't come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers after missing an entire season in a year where he was rumored to have been going through a knee surgery that was that his surgery was prolonged or postponed, excuse me, because of the sad and untimely death of his brother and the impact it had on his family. So there's been a lot of questions swirling around about Stephon Tuitt's return. And here's the thing. We, ha we, we have heard reports that he's been in the building. We don't know if he's been part of voluntary workouts. The Steelers don't have to tell us that, and no, no, one, ha no one has to. And there's been no pictures of him being at voluntary workouts. But I proposed this last week during or in the week leading up to the draft. What if the Steelers have known all this time that he is healthy and he will be back for next season, but he, they just didn't want other teams to know that because they didn't want teams to they wanted teams to think that they were desperate to go after defensive tackles that could be part of the strategy that went into this year and maybe something that they used as a line of protection and a smokescreen and then we'll see it, what would really ultimately confirm that is if we start to see Stefan to it come out publicly a little bit more in the weeks after the NFL draft we'll see if that if that's how that play plays out but to Marvin Leal is an addition to the defensive line. I expect him to be a guy that gets a decent amount of playing time. He won't become an immediate starter um, th this year, but he will be a guy that they'll try to work in there. Probably, you know, probably move him around to, to give Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Tyson Ululu a blow 
um, and give them time time to rest uh, and give them good spell snaps. I, I big, think the biggest thing with Leal is you got to make him stronger. You got to get him to be better against the run because, as we know, the Steelers' biggest weakness this past year was defending the run. But as an interior pass rusher or even an edge rusher, I like the prospect of what he brings to the table. So we'll see if they're able to coach him up. But Leal is the final pick of day two for the Pittsburgh Steelers here in the NFL draft, which means they now have two offensive players in Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and now one defensive player in Lamarvin Leal. We talked about how the secondary was a group that they might want to address in this NFL draft class. A lot of safeties have been taking off the board. All the guys that I really valued as impact safeties in this class are gone. But there are still cornerbacks in my on, on my list that I think would be impact guys who I think could make a true difference for the Steelers if they were to select them in the next round. Now, the Steelers' next pick isn't until very late in the fourth round where they have a comp pick at 138 pick overall. There are, there are a slew of guys that I think the Steelers should be targeting at the cornerback position. I know that they did sign Akella Witherspoon, Levi Wallace. They have Cameron Sutton. But this is a group that, that, that still, to me, doesn't have a definitive star to it. Justin Lane is on his fourth year of his deal and is going to be phased out pretty soon. I just see that being a pro, being a problem for the Pittsburgh Steelers and needing to address it. And there's a few really interesting athletes that profile very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I take a look at Tariq Woolen out of University of Texas, San Antonio. This guy is six foot four, which means he has very long arms. He's a converted wide receiver. He can play the ball a little bit. He's still getting adjusted to playing the ball as a cornerback, but he runs a 4.26 40-yard dash. That's a freak right there. He can he which means he, he has the size, he has the length, he can challenge tight ends, he can challenge, he can challenge tall receivers, and he can run with the fastest of the fast in the NFL. There's, there's also Zion McCollum, who, according to the uh, relative athletic score, was the highest graded athlete at the cornerback position of this NFL draft. He comes out of Sam, Sam Houston. He's also a good size, 6'2", 199, good length, and uh, just extremely good athleticism. Picked off 13 passes and had 54 breakups in college. He's not as good of a run defender, but he's and he didn't play against supreme talent. But as an athlete, he'd be tough to ignore. There's also, of course, Kobe Bryant, the guy out of out of Cincinnati, 6'1", 193 pounds, really good instincts, good ball skills, a guy that looks like he could play really well. Some people speculated he could be a second or a third round pick. Either way, you, you, you like him as an addition as well. But the guy that I truly have my eyes on is a person that I studied and I covered at the University of Pittsburgh, and that's tomorrow. Now, I see it entirely rare for, for the Steelers to double dip at Pitt, but they did double dip with Texas A&M last year when they picked Dan Moore Jr. and Buddy Johnson both in the fourth round. would be interesting to see they do that with Damari Mathis. If you don't know who Damari Mathis is, he's a person who I've talked about a lot on this show as a guy that I would take it in, the, in on day three in the later rounds. He's 5'11", 196, had, and had one of the best testing numbers in, in, the, in the combine and in his pre- Pro day ran a sub 4440 yard dash uh had the best vertical leap of of the of the of the of, of the entire comedy the entire class had the best broad jump of anyone at the cornerback position showed really good change of direction and if you watch his tape of pit he's very aggressive he's he has swagger to him he goes after the football and he has very good technique closing down on wide receivers pinching them to the sideline and making them and making the, the best situation for himself and in fact he had he had one of one of the one of the best rates of our excuse me the third lowest 
completion percentage of any primary defender uh, since 2019, according to ESPN. So there you have it. Those are those are the four guys that I'd be looking at at the cornerback position for day three. We'll keep you updated here on the Locked On Steelers podcast with, with more updates. If you're watching this video and you're new to this channel, you can subscribe to our Locked On Steelers po- podcast or Locked On Steelers podcast YouTube page by clicking the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you enjoyed this video. We do Monday through Friday daily episodes every week, all off season, all season, all year long and then we do breaking news updates like this one when the nfl draft is going on i'm chris carter follow me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques we will be back on saturday giving you more updates on your pittsburgh steelers and who they take in the nfl draft